The Digested Read with John Chris. A Swim on Part in the Goldfish Bowl by Carol Thatcher. Cautiously optimistic. That's how I felt as I waited to see who would be crowned Queen of the Jungle in I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. It was as if I'd been waiting my entire life for this one moment. And the winner is, said Ant, or it might have been Deck, Carol Thatcher! Yes, finally, I was someone in my own right, someone who could hold her head up in the company of minor soap stars and other non-entities whose careers had hit the skids. Later, as I was treating myself to a glass of bubbly at the three-star luxury Queensland Resort, my mobile rang. It was Mummy. After years of living in her shadow, I'd at last done something to make her proud. Hello, Mummy, I gasped. Isn't it absolutely marv... Oh, bugger, she said. I've dialed the wrong number. It was August the 13th, 1953, and my mother decided to go shopping when my father went to the Oval to watch the test match. While she was in the soft furnishings department of Peter Jones, she went into labour, and Mark and I were born shortly afterwards at Queen Charlotte's Hospital. The babies are next door, said the matron, when Dad eventually turned up after several G&Ts the following week. Babies, he boomed. I didn't know we were having twins. Neither did I, Mummy answered sharply. But at least we've got one boy. My parents were very focused on their work while we grew up, but I was always content to be emotionally neglected. Mark was sent away to a prep school when he was eight, and once Mum realised that she and Dad were going to be occasionally left alone in the house with me, they sent me away to boarding school the following year. It's cheaper than paying for another nanny, she explained. Once a grocer's daughter, always a grocer's daughter. I did have one or two exciting episodes listening to my Cliff Richard records, and I also got a summer job as a lift attendant at Harrods, but my publisher dozed off during those bits and asked me to focus more on Mum and Dad because she reckons no one will notice I've already written several books about them. The 1970s were a very turbulent time for the Conservative Party, and no one expected my mother to become its leader. At the time of the leadership contest, I was taking my law finals, and I rang her to say how nervous I was. "'You're nervous?' she shouted. "'How do you think I feel?' "'What a great day it was when Mummy was given the keys to number ten. "'Not that there are any keys, there's always a policeman to open the door.' and Mark rushed in and nabbed the best bedroom. But I was very happy with my cupboard in the attic. Mummy was very busy for the next ten years fighting the Argentines and looking for Mark in the Sahara Desert, but she still found time to write to me now and again. I'll never forget the letter she sent saying how much she had enjoyed my book on the Welsh windbag. I never had the heart to tell her Lloyd on Lloyd was about Chris Evert and John Lloyd. Mummy was very down when some beastly people deposed her in 1990, and she went into a steep decline. I first noticed something was wrong with her memory when she spontaneously invited me to lunch. 
and it has been very sad to have to keep telling her Dad has died. But hopefully, now that I've written this book, she won't need to be reminded, as she can read about it instead. Obviously, this is not the place to mention the allegations of Mark's multi-million pound commission on Mummy's Saudi arms deals or his involvement in an African coup. All I will say is, I still don't know where Equatorial Guinea is. I'd rather focus on how fantastic my life has been since I'm a celebrity. Not everyone gets to appear in Panto with Cannon and Ball or become the face of British Sausage Week. The Digested Read. Digested. I'm a reader. Get me out of here.